your husband to ask my boyfriend questions. I just met you five minutes ago. Wait, back it up two seconds. Yes. Who's asking whose husband? Did I stutter? You're asking your husband to ask my boyfriend questions. I may be asking questions to my husband. I never ask so, him to ask anything. Okay, well, and he, he will asked, never in a million asked, years he listen to what questions. I say. And listen, Louie had no problem with it. I, I have a problem with it. But why do you care that he's asking a question that's out there? There's stuff out there about you that exactly. you were the nanny, that you broke up a family. Do I ask those questions? I wasn't the nanny, I, I, but I don't have a problem then, when someone asks me that. You have a problem when people ask no, you don't. questions no, about your boyfriend. Think, I've been with him a year. Nobody needs to ask me any questions or try to hurt me or my boyfriend. I don't you're, think people are trying to hurt you like by asking one. questions. Like this one, he's abusive. I didn't say he's abusive. All the girlfriends said he was abusive. I, Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Good morning, Mariana. Good morning, my special precious co-host, Nathan. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. That's good, because there's no crying in softball. There's no crying in softball, bitches. That's no right. crying in softball. I, don't, I liked this episode. I know not much happened, but I really enjoyed it. I hated it. No. <laughs> yes. Pourquoi? Every time we were talking about an analogy. We were talking about oh, storylines yeah. from years ago. The house, moving of the house. I don't give a fuck. I think what I loved about this episode was I actually loved the softball game, which is Th- so funny. Fun. Like the fact that the fact that Bravo has gotten us to enjoy the sports. I know. I mean, well done, uh, well, Bravo. I, when it started, I was like, I'm not really sitting here watching sport, am I? Get fucked. I know, but right? But then- when Jennifer Aiden did that face plant and they replayed oh, it, I loved and loved and loved Loved, and loved. it. Oh. The only thing that I did like, um, which is why I'm playing it at the top of the episode, was when right at the beginning when they're still at the tree climbing, Teresa turns around to Tracy and says, did I stutter? Oh, yeah, that oh, was Oh, that was fucking classic, Teresa. I loved it. But before- it's a bit ableist, but it was fun. Exactly. <laughs> but before it's dreadful we- to say, but, you know. I don't- no, I love it. Before we get into it, though, there's a lot that's happened in Bravo this week. A lot. The two fucking Roni shows, man. Yes. That dropped, like, just after we recorded last week because we couldn't o- talk about it. Something always drops as soon as we finish recording- I'll jump onto my Daily Mail on my page six because it's my yeah. morning, you know, news. And then something fucking drops. I'm like, you couldn't have done this yesterday. I know. We look like chumps. I know. We I do look like chumps. But, yeah, what do you think? What do you think I about it? I am kind of all for it. Like, another Roni show. What a blessing. And I wonder if they're keeping the legacy show because they're like, we're kind of hedging our bets. Yes. But then did you hear about what everyone's going to get offered in like lieu of payment? No. Oh, well, not in lieu of payment. I shouldn't say that. For actual payment. So this was from Radar Online because they're basically saying with the regular Roni, we're starting from scratch. Yeah. These new women are only going to be offered 70000 for the entire season. Mm-hmm. So, i.e., we're starting from scratch, so are your paychecks. And then for the legacy show, because this is obviously going to be on Peacock, right? Mm-hmm. They're only going to be offered a hundred thousand for the entire season. So for some of these women, I don't know if any of them were getting the Nene Leaks million dollars, but if they were, because you would think that Luann, Sonia, and um, you know me and the Ramona. name, yeah, Ramona, thank you. You think they'd be getting close to that, if not that? 
A hundred well, grand. They must be doing shorter seasons. I'm all for it. Work for your money, girls. Yeah, that's and true. And also, you should be rich enough that you're not depending on this paycheck. Well, I just was really worried about Sonia and how she was going to pay for the townhouse because we all know she's taken it off the market because she wants too much for it. Mm-hmm. But she's obviously got her cabralesque that she's doing. <laughs> I love obviously. it. And she started an OnlyFans account. Yeah, she's had one for a while, but oh. I don't think she realises that it's like for porn. Oh, as if she's not going to get drunk. Like, because you know how she still has the gaze over to the townhouse every Wednesday? Yeah. I reckon she's going to put little clips of that up. If that's what she's putting up, I would pay for it. And I think she's only charging like six bucks a month or whatever it is. Yeah, it's not nudes. It's just clips from her phone, like a cameo adjacent type. I'd fucking do it. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily sit there for, and do it for 12 months, but I'd log in and, and pay for it to see what it's like. And quite frankly, for you and I doing this show, it's a tax write-off. That's right. <laughs> I would love just like a big brother camera in that townhouse oh. just to watch like a 24-hour live stream. I know. It'd be like uh, Grey Gardens, the reality show. <laughs> oh, my God, it was. So good. But apparently, Luanne is not going to be in either Rooney because she's getting her own spin-off with E! Network. <gasps> yeah. It's probably going to be a reality show of her of her, sh- her show, her cabaret, I reckon. What else would she be doing? Oh, like touring around the country yep. following that. That'd be fun. That wouldn't – that'd be fun. I mean, they did it with mm. RuPaul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd so and just quickly with Jersey News. So we all know Therese was in hospital. Apparently she just had appendix out. Her okay. appendix out, yeah. And then Kim D, I don't know if you know, but she's got her own, like, either YouTube or podcast level where she, where she breaks down the episodes. Who and the, doesn't? I know, right? She apparently said that, I didn't listen to it or anything, this, this was just on Daily Mail, that Teresa is going to get married in August, Dina Manzo is going to be her maid of honour, and her daughters, because you know how she said she's got nine bridesmaids and obviously Melissa's yeah. not one. <laughs> Her daughters are going to be four and that Louis' sisters are going to be the other four, which makes up nine altogether. So, Melissa, I reckon we'll get – I mean, I don't think she'll care because she did say she'll probably put me in an ugly dress, but Louis' sisters but not her. Love that. That's the petty bullshit that I love I know, me too. <laughs> exactly. And the last bit of goss that I've got is on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, it was reported that Ta- – because Tamara's on it and Brandy and Tamara – apparently says to Brandy that Denise Richards tried to hook up with her as well at BravoCon a couple of years, like the last oh BravoCon. I know. Denise Richards cannot escape it. She's got to stop hitting on people who have a big mouth. Like, are you dumb? <laughs> yeah. Like, anywho. But, yeah, that's all i got. That sounds great, though. I know, I right? wait for that Ultimate Girls Trip oh, Season 2. They keep having... Girls on Watch What Happens Live that were in Ultimate Girls Trip Season 1. I'm like, that was like so five months ago. I mean, it wasn't five months ago, but it feels like it, right? But I kind of miss it. Housewives on the island, baby. <laughs> I hate <laughs> okay, that I miss song. It. <laughs> but it got catchy by the end. You're so right. You're so right. All right. So as we as we said at the tippity top, There's No Crying in Softball is the episode title. The episode starts where back at the tree climbing and Teresa with Teresa and Marge fighting, Teresa is like really grasping at straws here trying to get this fight going because she's trying to blame Marge for the Evan cheating rumours. Like, are you yeah. kidding? Obviously, this sets the Marge off. Marge brings up that 
Teresa sent Jennifer to call this Serena in Tenafly, and I am surprised that Jennifer confirmed it. And my question to you is, do you think she only confirmed it because she wasn't on the ground? She was up in the trees and knew that Teresa couldn't get to her? Yeah, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. There was so much going on. Like, people were still doing the stupid ropes course or whatever the fuck it was. (laughs) They couldn't engage in the fight I know. And they're, like, stuck up there going, you're supposed to talk me through these, you idiots. But anyway. (laughs) I'm blindfolded up here. I know. And then you're right. That's when they start talking about the fucking analogy again. And even Marge is just like, I'm not doing this. Marge handles herself well. Whilst I fighting. when um, Teresa says, Margaret Josephs, you're the news. And she goes, I'm not the news. <laughs> what a <laughs> stupid thing to fight about. I know. I love it. It's so petty and delicious. Um, I'm not the news. I was surprised with Tracy because this is that this is we finally get a scene of Tracy having to go head to head, toe to toe with Teresa. And I was wondering, I'm like, okay, is she going to hold her own? And I think she did. Did you? Yeah. She didn't back down. She just kept saying to Teresa, I'm just asking questions to, uh, she was referring to Teresa about Tiki. Like he was just asking questions like, and Louis didn't have a problem. Like I think she did a good job not letting Teresa steer the fight to something that she could win because that's what Teresa does. And that's what anyone does who's good in an argument. They're not good at arguing their point. They're good at steering the argument to a point they believe they can win and getting, getting you off course. And I felt that in that sense Tracy really held her own uh, she didn't let Teresa like take her down the, the wrong well, path I think that's what Tracy's been waiting for I think she came in wanting to take on Teresa and I now she's she's got it she's doing a good job out of the I still two don't want her back next season though well if she keeps doing this like if they go toe-to-toe again and she holds her own like I'm up for it I don't know I'm up for it. And then Teresa was saying something about like Marge bringing it all out there and, and Marge to, about the abuse, right? About that Louis allegedly did to his exes. And Marge is yes. like, I didn't yeah. say he was abusive. All the ex-girlfriends did. Again, loved it. It's so funny. No, it's not funny. Yeah, I know. So- I know. And <laughs> Teresa know then, again, she's when she's actually having to argue her own point, she does a really bad job because she's like, well, maybe you contacted the ex-girlfriends and that's why it's out there. It's like, are you fucking kidding, Teresa? I know. And it's just like she's so obsessed with her own love bubble and it's like <sighs> you need to realise that no one else cares about your love bubble no and whether it's popped or not. No one else cares. They're doing the grocery list in their heads, mate. Like no one cares. Yeah. And that's when Teresa goes to leave, but not before mentioning her workout line. This workout line. Oh, so obsessed with this (laughs) storyline. We had all last week talking about it. We had the whole half of this episode talking about it. And then when I saw it, I was like, that's it. Yeah. And it's not even her workout line. It's a collab. It's a collab, and it's just it's, it's collab, just leggings. It's a collab that she designed with another brand, and it's just plain black. Uh, you, ridiculous! You can get that shit from the Kmart, probably. You can I'm sure? I, I want someone to take photos of where Teresa's workout line is sold. I mean, who knows if it's still available? And it's probably you know at the Target, you know, in the twenty five percent off bin already. Like, oh yeah, really, bitch. The only thing I really adored that happened in this scene after Teresa leaves is watching them eat. I love a franchise where they actually consume food and not just look at it. So that always makes me happy. You know me and the food. I love the food. I love knowing what they're eating. Oh, for sure. I'm obsessed. I don't even know why. I just love it. So then next we move on and we've got some smaller scenes with everyone. Teresa and her kids are packing to move 
And the only oh, reason... Can I just say, sorry, yes, this no, fucking please. house storyline... Yeah. I know, moving what, house was Gio in confessional being like, it's the last living memory of my dad in this country. And I'm like, he's still alive. You can go and visit him. <laughs> yeah, but the fact it's that... It's just a fucking house. But the fact that Teresa is oblivious or not oblivious, but the fact that she's like glossing over her kids' feelings about this and all she says is, oh, you, you guys are going to love it. I'm ready for a new beginning. It's like yeah. not even her kids can break her love bubble. <laughs> That's an impenetrable bubble. It is. And that's when she actually admits she only went to the tree climbing event to hand out their fitness lines. The next scenes are like the other women with whoever talking about the tree climbing. So, you know, Dolores is with Frank practicing hitting balls because there's this charity softball event that she's putting together that they've all got to go to and they, they talk about it and then you've got Melissa and Joe talking about it. And Melissa even says... I reckon she only came to hand out her fitness stuff because she wants us to wear it at the softball game. And Joe kind of does like a giggle eye roll. And I'm like, that's exactly yeah. what ends up happening. So good. And uh, everyone sees through it. Yeah, I know. Great. I know, I know. Exactly. And then we kind of take a bit of a, like a mood nosedive because we get mm. Jackie with her therapist. This was a full-on scene, hey. It was a lot. It was, I'm, I'm glad they did it. I'm proud of her for doing it. I mean, yeah. there's one thing saying I'm finally ready to tackle this demon, but to do it on, like, international TV, that takes guts, man. Oh, yeah. Like, talk about holding yourself accountable. Fuck. Jackie's got balls. She does. Like, she does. Like, hard as I, nails. I kind of didn't care in that last week in the other scene. You know you know, I was saying, like, ugh, yeah, famously so. <laughs> Yeah, but this one, it did get me. When she's sitting there saying... Listening to her therapist saying, you don't have a bit of anorexia, you have full-blown anorexia. And she kind of says, like, I realise this now. And that she, oh, yeah. like, that just hit me. I'm like, people think that you don't learn anything like what, from these shows. Like, when I tell people I watch Housewives, I mean, I even talk about Housewives in my therapy when I go, look, I know it's a whatever, whatever show to most people, but someone said X and I, it really made me think of something in my own life. Like, honestly, oh, yeah. if, the, the girls if they teach were just so much. shows, we wouldn't keep watching. Exactly, exactly. The girls teach us so much. And she says in this therapy session that she takes her kids out for ice cream all the time and it's been about 20 years since she's had an ice cream. It's sad. I'm like, I want to go get a paddle pop out the freezer right now and have yeah. one in solidarity. <laughs> like, maybe we all should. Maybe we all should. Ice creams for Jackie. I was really hoping that we'd get like a next scene with her and the kids having ice cream, but I'm sure that's to come. I hope so. Yeah, me My too. My only worry with this is after her chat with Evan a mm. bit later on about yeah. the same issues, so yeah. it's practically the same scene really. Yeah, yeah. Um, is when she said, I'm going to go throw out all my measuring spoons. And I was like, I get where you're coming from, but don't throw out all your measuring spoons. What if you're baking? <laughs> but I was like, you know, I she love didn't measuring say spoons throw for, them for baking. All. They're very handy. She didn't say throw them all out. Evan she even, did. Evan she even, said, I'm going to go throw out all my measuring spoons. Evan and even, I was like, I get where you're coming from, but mm. also have, have some just in case. Well, Evan exclaimed that she had like hundreds. He said they've got like hundreds of them. She doesn't have, like, one set and a backup set. She's probably got a set in every drawer. She's probably got, like, Fuck. a couple dozen sets. You know, like, when you go to, like, the grocery store and you're doing your general shopping and you chuck shit in your trolley or, like, just stuff you always get. Like, you're always getting the yep. paper towel. You're always getting the toilet paper. She's probably always chucking in another set of measuring spoons. 
Poor thing. I know. It's really like full on when you lay it out and think about it in those terms. I know, but I've got to say, I only, I only currently have one set and it did make me write down on my grocery list to, to chuck in another set next time. So thanks for that. Okay. <laughs> And like, I'm kind of teetering close to the edge of inappropriate, aren't I? All right, let's move on to Jen and Bill. Did I step over the line? I did, didn't no. I? Oh, okay, cool. No. Jen and Bill on date night and Jennifer finally gives it to Bill. She gives him the facts. Does she, though? It... She does. You didn't think so? No, I just thought we were having the same conversation we've had before. But she says to him, okay, she says that she's mad at him about it, which she hasn't really said that before. When yeah. he says that it's something that happened years ago, she says, I don't give a shit. Basically says that she was home with the kids and he was doing his thing with no consideration for her and she just sucked it up. And she's sick of giving him a pass. And one of the things that she said that made me think that he was so lucky to have her is that she doesn't want to get to the point that she checks out of the relationship because that's mm-hmm. what that's what happened with her parents. You know what I mean? Like her mum felt so browbeaten yeah. that eventually she just checked out and didn't give a shit what he thought of her. So when, I must have checked out during this scene because I didn't pick up on any of that. No, nah, I was just like, dude, you are so lucky to have her. She is pushing you so that you don't get her to a point where she checks out of your fucking marriage and you feel blindsided. That is someone who yeah. is working and kind of doing the work for him or at least pushing him and literally spelling it out. This is the work you need to do if you want to keep this marriage. Like she's laying it all out for him. He's fucking lucky. Most people don't do that. Most people don't take that time. They just go, you got to do it. And if you don't, I'm out. She does. Oh, I would have cut and run 19 years ago. She does say that if anything happens again, bitch, I get half. I loved that. That was funny. So she laid it all out for him. Either bitch I get half or you work on this marriage. So I'm impressed with her emotional intelligence when it comes to her marriage. Impressed. She's done a lot of work. She has. And then before we get to the next scene, it's I think it's like mid-episode, we get like a super on screen with all these details for like eating disorder hotlines and, and help that people can get, which I thought that That's was cool. That, and I liked that it was mid-episode and not end of the episode. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So next little scene, we've got the Marge planning a 75th birthday party for her mama. I mean, that woman- oh my God does not look 75 because she's probably spent $75,000 on a, on a face, which, hey, I think they go to Dolores' plastic but surgeon more than because that, they look good. She's, yeah. she's got such a young energy. She does, doesn't Marge she? Marge Senior. Like, she does. I think she's like almost the same age as Liza Minnelli or a bit younger, but I just Whoa. saw her at the Oscars and I was like, fuck, Liza. She's aged so much in the past couple of years. And it's not like they didn't do the same amount of drugs. So you can't have that excuse as to why you're not doing so good. Yeah, but yeah. she's very young, Marge Senior. That's oh, that's the point. Very much so. And then that's when we hear about the, this text message that Teresa sent all of the ladies, including Marge, including Tracy, about how she wants them to wear her fitness line to the softball game. Yeah, she's really pushing it. Like, and it's also happy, happy message. Like, we're friends. And there's no kind of tone or mention or anything about her being a crazy bitch two seconds before. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, gee, it's just crazy. Especially for someone like Tracy who doesn't really know her. You'd be like, what is this bitch on? Yeah. 
But And I love how Marge is like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it out of principle. I loved it. And she says something like she's going to do what Louis does to like, you know, otherwise how's she going to learn? Loved. Yeah, Marge, I, I, I was kind of on the fence about Marge at the start of the season, yeah. maybe because of the whole Jennifer stuff. But yeah. when she's just, you know, having these little battles with Teresa, she's really enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. I agree so much. I'm actually happy that everyone's getting along with Jennifer. I like Jennifer on my show. She's funny. She's comic relief, right? Yeah. She's light. I mean, obviously her storyline's not so light this season, but when she she even like makes funny gags about that, like when she says the whole, you know, if you fuck up again to Bill, I'll get half. Like just little things like that. I just, I don't know, I love it. Yeah, I like Jen. All right, so here at the softball game already, which again was pretty much the best scene in the whole thing. Okay, so they're all walking in. We all know that no one is yet wearing Teresa's gear. I kind mm-hmm. of thought that Dolores was because I was looking at her her workout gear that was blue with stars on it, and I'm like, oh, that's got to be Teresa's because it's ugly. Sorry, Dolores. But she's worn it before, I think. Oh, like has she? Kickboxing or something. Oh, I forgot. I forgot because I was looking at it going, Dolores is the only one that could look good in that. So yeah. it wasn't that I thought it was like full on ugly. I just thought I could never wear that. But maybe I did. Mm, I guess I'm just kind of implying that it was ugly maybe. I don't want to say anything bad about Dolores. I love her. Oh, her her workout clothes are fugly. We can say that. Okay, fine. We've said a lot worse. True, true, true. <laughs> did you see when Melissa and Joe walked in, did you see Tracy's jaw drop? I think No. I think her mouth kind of dropped and I think she was staring at Joe's guns. They were on display. They on display, on display. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, good types. Again, no one's wearing her fitness gear. Teresa arrives pretty much last other than Jennifer. She and Louie walk in and she's like, I brought more clothes for you. I can't do her voice, sorry. It's, you know. She basically, apparently they were saying they wanted shorts. What was wrong with wearing leggings? Was it hot or something or did the leggings, like, fit like shit? Probably. I would fit like shit. Probs. And Marge is like, we're good. And Teresa's all, did you have to say it like that? We're good. It's like, what do you fucking expect, bitch? And then Gia. Gia starts up with Marge. She's like, well, you're all wearing black anyway, and she supports you with everything. I was like, whoa. I know. and But, like, her point was... It's just black leggings. They look like every black leggings. <laughs> yeah. So what does it matter, Gia? Yeah. Like, yeah, but I get what you're saying then. It can't, that, that argument can be used both ways, you mean? Yeah, totally. But Gia, like, is she is she gunning for an apple or whatever? They they don't hold anything, do they? But she's gunning for it. Yeah, I don't know. What do they hold in Jersey, a salami? <laughs> <laughs> well, we never see the fucking credits because it's always to be continued. Uh, good times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the, the, the salami joke was funny. Okay. Um, so. And then Gia tells her mum that Marge is a bitch. She actually calls her a bitch. Like she is, do you think maybe like the stress of what's going on in Gia's life right now, she's taken it out on the Marge? What stress? Of moving house and all that shit. Uh, she's she's gone through her both her parents being in prison, one getting deported. Yeah. This is fine. She yeah. can handle it. Yeah, that's true. And then I she- just think she's... She's gunning for a spot. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, she's really working it in those confessionals. Like, she's fully present. So, you're right. Yeah. And Teresa's just thrilled someone's got her back. I she's, know. I've never seen Teresa be more happy than when Gia was talking to her in the bathroom. It's true. It's true. And it's so true. 
Um, and then Jennifer walks in, of course, wearing head-to-toe Teresa's workout gear. I mean, she looked cute. Jennifer looks cute in pretty much everything she puts on. And then Teresa turns around to her, and I'm assuming she means Gia as well, and says, I should take a picture of the two of yous. I'm like, yous? Really? Like, how many seasons in are you, Teresa? How many books have you written? Yous? Oh, good Lord. And then Joe. Did you notice when they went out? Yeah. Oh, when they went out and Teresa was like, oh, look, that must be where they're selling the workout line. And you see a quick shot of, like, the poster of Gia and <laughs> Teresa. That was face-tuned to oblivion. Oh, my God. They had, like, baby deer eyes, like they were Bambi. I was like, that is not how you look. Oh, no, I love it. Oh, my God, you're so funny. And then, you know, and then, of course, her brother backs up. Because obviously, you know, I've called them Guidos before and I feel like I can because I'm a wog. I don't know if I can, but, you know, I'm sticking to my story. And Joe Joe comes in and has cut the sleeves of his baseball shirt. Like, they're big sleeves. I've worn one of those before. He seriously, he cuts. They're big fucking sleeves. Like, baseball players wear them. So, did he request a shirt that was three times too small so then he could cut the sleeve? I mean, I don't get it. I did not. He brought a pair of scissors. He planned this. I know. That's the other thing. Where did these scissors come from? That's a good point. (laughs) The boys are all sort of huddling together. They find out Bill's not coming and basically they question whether he's working or not. They don't believe he's working. I mean, they believed it every other time, but right now they don't. Yeah, they're trying to make out like a big deal, like, oh, he's dogging the boys. And it's like, yeah, because you guys were dicks to him. Pretty much. You gave him no room to move except to say that his wife's basically a cow. Like, come on. I know. And Joe sent him a text saying, fuck you, Bill. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It was like, fine, fuck you too. Yeah, I get it. And Uh, I think think we're jumping ahead, but in the preview for next week, like I think maybe Bill says to Joe, fuck Fuck you you or something. And Joe's like, what? How dare you? Oh and it's like, you said God. the same thing. Because I think that in the previous scene, Joe was trying to make up with him and say, you know, like, we got to stick together and, you know, we're all friends. He's, I think he even says, I'm your friend. And that's when Bill says, fuck you. It's like, take it as it's meant to be. It's half a joke and half a dig to finish off the issue. Joe should be <laughs> laughing that off. Yeah, it's putting a cap on the story. A hundred percent. So back to baseball. We yeah. find out that none of the women actually know how to – oh, sorry, softball. None of the women know how to play. Like, these people haven't even practised together once, which makes no sense to me. But they're on the field and they're like, where do I stand? And um, that's when Marge says, I have no idea about how to play other than getting to home base, which, again, love the Marge. And, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I just realised. She's good with the lines. She's good with the lines. And then Teresa, they're playing and Teresa asks, did they score a touchdown? I mean, even I know that that's football, honestly. And this is when we get the shot of Jennifer taking the first, she's first up at bat or whatever, and she swings, she hits, she runs, she face plants. (laughs) I mean. I loved it. I loved it. And who said, oh, my God, her nose? I think that was um, Tracy. I thought that was so funny. I mean, she's wearing a fucking catcher's face helmet, whatever, so that she does. Thank God she was wearing that thing. But then I think, wouldn't that be squishing the metal of the mask onto your nose? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure how that That's works. That's what I thought too. I've never worn one. I wouldn't do that. It'd make me break out. So, um, and then what happens next? Oh, they're basically sucking. So the boys decide to do a shot. 
to, you know, lubricate them all up. And then the booze seemed to work because they were starting to catch up. And then we get this kick-ass camera work in slow-mo. I loved it. It was so Eye of the Tiger. I just, I loved the whole thing. I loved all of it. The camera work yeah, was gold. Yeah, I thought, God bless the editors for trying to make this interesting. Well, they fucking did. Excuse the pun, <laughs> but they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> um, ah. <laughs> so the booze worked. Then Teresa starts body shaming Marge behind her back and Tracy hears yeah, it. Yeah, didn't and, love that. And Tracy tells the Marge all about it. I'm so glad because now that we have all of that out on camera, Tracy can bring it up later when they're all having a fight. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I thought it was a bit tacky. Of like, Teresa or of Tracy. Teresa, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, Teresa always takes the lowest hanging fruit. Always. Yeah. And then Tiki finally arrives and Yay. wins them the game with this kind of – he. He goes to catch the ball and he has to fully dive and roll and he's oh it was everything. It was so good. He's an athlete, but like why is he allergic to showing up to places on time? Cuz he has a career as a TV caster and is probably traveling a lot for work. Isn't he a commentator no for for football? Isn't that what he does? I'm pretty sure. It's a fucking full-on job, He's no? never showed up anywhere on time. I mean, look at him. He can arrive whenever he wants. I know, those little white shorts, oh, love that. He comes in and saves the day. That's that's all we need. I'm, I'm obsessed. He's gorge. He can stay. And what I, did you think of Frank Jr. just being so shit? I was going to say, so that this is the thing with all these guys that do bodybuilding. They're so unfit because <laughs> they just stand in spot lifting weights, so no cardio. So he yeah, it's vanity muscles. Exactly. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I love it. Man, exactly. I mean, he's gorgeous, but... He sucked. He was put on first base, which is, you know, the easiest one, isn't it? It Struggle Street. Oh, couldn't catch shit. I couldn't either, but even Joe Gorga was better than him. And the dude's apparently five foot seven, alleged. I mean, (laughs) I doubt it. I I doubt it. That's the end. And it ends with Dolores saying that because no one fought, it was a Jersey miracle. Again, loved. And she said it's one of the best nights of her entire life. And I was like, ooh, that's bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's damning. Yeah, that is, that's, that's not saying much um, about her kids and her ex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or her exes. But, yeah, next time we get Bill does actually go to this uh, party that Marge throws for Marge Senior because he's dancing with her in his arms. Um Back at Teresa's for the move. I mean, this is she's trying to make this moving her storyline. Your storyline oh, is that your boyfriend slash fiance is allegedly violent person to women. I mean, gross. And he's scamming you. Oh my god! So he's being sued again. <gasps> this time, I didn't read the art, read the full article. Something to do. You know, like last time, it was about the fact of not paying food suppliers for this business. Well, there's another yeah. food supplier, and it's over a hundred k, and they supply avocados. Dude didn't pay for his avocados. <laughs> I mean, shocking. I this is why millennials can't buy a house because he's not paying for avocados. Holy guacamole! Exactly. 
Yeah, but can I just say also, just oh, please, quickly to please, tie please. a bow on Jersey. Yes, please. I hate Melissa Gorga. Oh, I know. If she's trying to make this ACL daughter cheer storyline happen. She mentioned it this week. I know. And she it's did it coming the past up. two weeks and it's going to be next week. I mean, and I'm, I'm sick of it. I didn't even mention it in the what's coming up because it's not mentionable. I mean, at least her storyline is true, even though it's not technically her story to tell. She's bringing it up. At every jump, and it's just not she's got, captivating. She's got nothing else. You. She has nothing else. I'm sorry. She should be demoted to a friend of next season. How good totally. would that be for a fucking storyline? Teresa would love it. Constantly she'd say, why are you even chiming in? You're just a friend of. That that's, would be amazing. That's what I want. I mean, she's got her podcast now. She doesn't need the show, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, And All now right. we can move on to Blow Deck Down Under. Excellent. So episode four, The Pirate's Booty. What do you think? What did you think of the app? You said it was kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think my problem is I just binged all of season two of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Um, oh, you in did? Between watching- yeah, I, I finally caught up and I just loved it so much. How good is it? I sort of forgot who the Down Under personalities it, were. It is good, isn't it? I mean, season I mean, one, Sailing whole- Yacht, but it got good, hey? Season two was great. It got great. so good. Yeah, season like two was the best. Like when they crashed the boat. I know. And JL thought he had a STD, but then he knocked someone up. It was incredible. And he denied it for Yeah, months. I watched the reunion and I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. Now Incredible. That, yeah, I know. What a douche burger. I think Below Deck Down Under was good, but I was just, it was overshadowed in my mind because I mean, of that. If Asia and what's his name, Culver, can't, and the captain kind of make the show, personality-wise. Oh, I wise. love Culver. Yeah, me too, me too. So just before we start, you know, Benny, obviously Benny's the Suki Lala. He was oh, a, Meltdown Benny. Meltdown Benny was a TV show host on Australia. So back in 2011, so a while ago, he hosted a children's show called What Do You Know? And it was on ABC. And yeah. it only ran for 60 episodes because uh, it was a ratings flop, obviously his fault. And basically kids <laughs> on the show would compete against each other in trivia challenges. I mean, that doesn't sound thrilling, but he was like a tween host. How lame. Oh, cute. So this is why he wants on the show. So as much as he's sucking about being on the boat, it's because he wants to be on TV. That's my two cents. Well, yeah, he's not there for the love of sailing. Certainly not. The episode starts, it's 12.30 in the morning. His loo is overflowing. There's shitty water everywhere. And he exclaims to camera in confessional, how much can a man really take? Now, I don't know about you, Nathan, but my thought was, is he really a man? Really? My thought was, how much do these people shit? Like, they were acting like <laughs> it was just overflowing with shit. And I was like, surely they haven't shit this much. Well, they all share it. Like, you got three men or two, three men sharing a loo. It's been two days. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's like four poos. How bad can it be? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that his true conflict is that he's unleashing his inner saboteur on everyone. This is the totally. issue. And, and, like, can you imagine if that was Captain Lee or Captain Sandy oh, getting woken up in the middle of the night to deal with shit? She'd be literal like, shit. fuck off and go take care of it. Why are you bothering me? I could not believe. The captain, he wakes up the captain and says, I want to go home because of poo. I mean, obviously this is just an, uh, an excuse to quit. And he says, I've got poo running through my veins. It's like, And the captain's like, relax, have a glass. Like, Seriously? When, when the captain suggests 
for you to drink in the middle of the night, you know you've got issues. <laughs> On charter. I yeah. know. And the captain gets up and checks it all out and declares it's a shit show. I mean, obvious but funny. Still funny. Yeah, yeah. And then Benny has to start vacuuming up his own poo water and the captain's kind of just directing him on what to do. It's got to be bad, but because the ladies in their cabins can smell it. It wakes them up. And at this point, it's one o'clock. The poop has been scooped. So, you know, the shit started at 12.30 and by 1.05, the poop's been scooped. Like, it's obviously not that big a deal. A huge drama, yeah. I know. I mean, it is gross. But. Yeah. I mean, and they do give us a shot of the poo in the in the vacuum cleaner and then Benny's emptying it into the bucket and water's spilling over the sides. It's like, mate, this is the time to focus and get yeah. all the poo water in the bucket. And then we see them just tipping it overboard. I mean, fair enough. Where else is it going to go? But I just kept thinking of the poor marine that poor life. poor Great Barrier Reef. I know. No wonder it's dying. I suppose it's all going in there anyway, I right? know, but then... But they treat it, don't they? They do. They do. And then what I did notice is that neither Benny nor Captain Cutie, who we do find out is a plumber. I mean, what else can this man do, honestly? They weren't wearing a mask. So you've got little bits of poo particles flying everywhere. No mask, no gloves. Donde esta disinfectant? And then Mm -hmm. next minute, Captain's sitting at the table with a cup of coffee. Like, did you even wash your hands or your face before you made said coffee and sat down to drink it? He's got poo water hands. I'm I'm like, gross, I'm worried about these towels. I'm worried about people catching a fucking tummy bug from the poop. Like, have you ever had – this is how people get food poisoning. Anywho, and then Captain sits down – Poo particles, mate. This is why you never flush with the toilet seat up. Poo particles fly all over the room. You've got to put the toilet seat down before you flush people, including when you pee because there's poo particles stuck on the toilet bowl. FYI. PSA. How about that? I know. How about that? I know. Gross. Gross, but it's it's got to be taught. Okay, I'll calm down. They're sitting down at the table in the mess having having their cafe and the captain asks Benny what he's learned from the experience. <laughs> Love. Yeah. Benny's so, not getting the disco helmet this charter, though, because he's he's shoveled up poo. He shoveled some shit, exactly. And yeah. he's finally under the spell of Captain Cutie because... That time. Yeah. And, I mean, look, true of life, true of plumbing, man. If you shovel shit together, you're friends for life. Benny even called it a true connection as he was thanking the captain and that it felt real and loving. I mean, could Rumi have even said it better? I, I don't think so. Yeah, so, I think, Ben, count your lucky stars that Captain Cutie is your captain and not someone else. I know. If that was Captain Lee, honestly, he would have just laughed at him and said, why are you bothering me, and went to bed. Yeah. All right, so basically... But with this captain, though... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing too much of their work he's this doing, episode. He's doing everything. I even write later in my notes, basically, Aisha, Toomey, and the captain are doing all the work. Yeah, three-man charter, for sure. And you've got Chef making bagels. I mean, how is that oh, five fucking, fucking chef. stars? But, I mean, it's not even f- four hours later and they all have to wake up. And our bosun, or rather cop Jamie, is still getting overshadowed by Captain Cutie because he's not doing the work. He's complaining that the captain's micromanaging him, but he's telling them to take breaks and, and, and be on standby all day. I have never seen a below-deck show where people were standing around doing nothing. Never. 
I mean, Mag just, what's she doing in the fucking laundry? Did you see the state of that laundry? She's just sitting there on the phone talking yeah. to her boyfriend who we all know. We can see the writing on the wall. By the end of the charter, they're not going to be together. So she of needs to just not. put down the phone. Doesn't Captain Lee have a rule or is it Captain Sandy? No phones on deck. You're only allowed to play on your phone when you're on a break in your cabin. So why are they yeah, all I've got their phones before. out? Mm-hmm. I mean, the morning starts again with, again, Magda doing nothing in laundry. And then we get this charter guest, Lisa, on the deck doing like some interpretive dance routine that she calls <sighs> yoga. Now, I have done yoga on and off for years. None of that was yoga, let me tell you. It was full-on Eurovision interpretive dance. That's the only <laughs> way I can put it. And Magda starts flirting with shitty chef who makes her a bagel. He won't cook for the guests, but he's making Magda a bagel. What the fuck's going on? How he was, the chef was complaining, being like, oh, I have no interest in plating. And I was like, what? That's your job. That's your job. He takes a fucking midday nap. Have we ever seen a chef take a nap? On the other below deck. Um, Yeah, Chef Leon with the beef cheeks. Yeah, that's true. He loved a nap. But the the other below deck that's going on, we've got fucking... The, the chef's cutting his head open because he's so yes. fucking busy. And this one's having a fucking nap. I mean, yeah. even Magda's dancing for the guests, even if she's not doing shit in laundry because oh. Toomey turned it over in like a couple of hours. Toomey's doing yeah, everything. With, she's doing the work with, of five fucking people. She's a star. Uh, with Magda, like I think the male stripper charter guest was trying to make like a pole dancing joke. And yeah. she was like, oh, Polish traditional jan- dancing, I'll show you what that is. Yeah. And I think they were like, yeah, we it, wanted you to dance on a pole. It okay. all went over her head, but doesn't <laughs> everything, doesn't everything, honestly. The, and back to shit chef, because you know I love bitching about him. He literally says the words, I do what I need to do and that's enough. And then forgets the brisket. Uh, How do you forget the brisket? How do you forget the star of the meal? I mean, (sighs) I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be eating it. But what I don't, like, was it his idea that the beach barbecue was tacos or was it the guests? Because I don't think I've ever heard the words uttered, I want to eat tacos on the beach. Never. What the, these guests are so chill. They barely eat anything because they work naked. This chef is fucking lucky. It is not going to be this easy for the rest of the season, let me tell you. I think in the past when we've talked about Below Deck, you've mm. always sort of defended the chefs being like they're just one person, they don't have a team, they like work- it's harder on them. Well, it is because they are physically on their feet and working more than anyone else. All the chefs, like the other ones are complaining, oh, my God, I've only had three or four hours sleep. It's like the chefs do that day in, day out. They, do, they yeah. Their only break is when they go to bed for four hours. And but now they're all whinging about tips. You never hear the chefs whinge about tips. They work harder than anyone. Yeah, but now he's he's using that logic and he's saying, like, I'm just one person as an excuse to be shit. I mean, he's making bagels and tacos and he's calling himself a chef. I can make fucking bagels and tacos, mate. Like, is he even is making outrageous? is he even making like his taco spice blend from the scratch? Or is he using a premix from the grocery store? I reckon he's using He's a using fucking, old El Paso. He's using the old El Paso. Fuck, even I've made up my own fucking taco spice mix. It's not that fucking hard. Google it, dumbass chef. <laughs> anyway, we get to the pirate party and Culver just shined for me. Entertainment officer. I have a crush on the entertainment officer, Culver. Me too. And look, I have a major aversion to mullets, but I mean, he makes it work. 
He makes it fun, goddammit, and I'm up for it. I mean, he's getting the makeup put on him. He does, like, stripper pirate moves when he ties up one of the guests. I mean, Love I mean, that. Culver, standing O for this episode. But then... And I, I think entertainment officer just means hanging out with the guests, which but, I love. But he's good at it. He, he, entertain, yeah. he doesn't just hang out with them. He does entertain them. But what do you think about him getting into the spa with the guests? Oh, I was a bit like, is disco, this allowed? You reckon it's disco ball helmet for him when the captain finds out? Because apparently our mm. fucking bosun doesn't care. Well, when the when bosun dickhead was actually explaining his logic, I was like, I sort of get where you're coming from. Me too. You're here to serve the guests. If they ask you, 15 minutes, sure. But, but poor can, Toomey nah, no way. was not having it. If this was Captain Lee, he would have said, I'm not, he would have said, you say I'm not allowed. He would have ripped him a new one. Well, actually, he would have also ripped a new one on his bosun going, how did you not reprimand him? No, nah, if this was Captain yeah. Lee, it would be like, next fuck up you make you're out. And, like, I'm talking, like, any minuscule thing, you're out. Yeah. Because we know that the captain of, at the beginning season, the big trailer, we know that one of them gets fired. And I always thought it was the chef. But what if it's Culver for getting in the spa? Like, I don't know if Captain Cutie will be that hard-lined for a spa. I don't think so, particularly seeing as Culver's, like, the best deckhand. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I'm... Well on Toomey's side for being pissed. Oh, yeah. She's fucking doing everything. Did you see the state of the kitchen before and after? And the thing is, like, how long was he in there? It wasn't five minutes. I reckon it was a good 30, 40, 50 minutes, right? I think so. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Again, Toomey, Aisha and Captain are doing everything with Culver, you know, making people happy so he can stay too. Uh, But also with that, like... Culver, big mistake getting the photo on Toomey's phone. That's what I thought. Like, you've got evidence now. Bad move. Toomey has it. Yeah. In her possession. Like, that was a big mistake, Culver. It's just like in Survivor, because in Australian Survivor, everyone right now, someone had an idol and they hid it in someone else's bag. And the chick oh. kept it. She kept his idol. You can't be giving someone else. You, you, exactly. You can't be giving someone else. You can't give someone else the evidence and you can't give someone else your idol. Bad move. Bad, bad, Words bad. Words to live by. A hundred percent. They leave it. I don't know if it's a decent tip. It's was 22K in American dollars. They left a $16,920 tip. So right. $17,000 22K tip. in Australian. That's a lot. That's a lot. They got 1400 bucks each. In, in American dollars. So I didn't write down yeah. what the Australian dollars Well, it's dollars better than that is. the it's last like, episode I watched of Sailing Yacht when they got tipped like 600 bucks each. Yeah, I know. That was fucked up. That was fucked. And then the captain excuses the interior crew and reams out the deck crew and, and says, like, I'm respecting you by not doing this in front of everyone. But then we get shots of next week's episode and these guests look just a tad more demanding, to say the least. Great. That's what, what we need. What about that guy who wants them to remove the tacky decor? I swear to God, he sounded like Frank from Father of the Bride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I could think of. I'm like, oh, my God, we have Frank. This is so good. Can't wait. Cannot wait yeah. for, that sh- for him to complain about fucking bagels for breakfast. To, and to yogurt, sh- like I swear, the chef served breakfast yogurt, and I was like, "This is a charter yacht, like a fruit platter yogurt and some bagels." 
Oh, I just no. I've seen on other below decks where chefs making them fucking lobster for breakfast. Where is the lobster? You're in Australia, seafood heaven. Where is the fucking breakfast lobster and not some shitty fucking smoked salmon from the Woolworths? What a loser. I can't wait for him to get his comeuppance. And this deck crew, they really need to up their game because, like, how hard is it to get the slack out on their spring line? I don't get it. Like, Bratini was like, I was... spring lines, people. Bratini said the day before that she was on standby all day. So, for an entire day, she stood around and did nothing. I have never seen this on a below deck. They're always sweating balls. When they were doing that... Um, beach picnic and the captain was carting shit to and oh, fro and, and, and the bosun's just sitting in the boat. I know, bad fucking move. Bad move. Could not believe. No wonder he didn't make it as a cop. He probably got fired. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not totally. like I was a cop. If you've been fired from a job, you may not want to mention it, mate. <laughs> I mean, I'm just assuming, but let's go with it. Sure. So... So, yeah, that's that's the episode. I cannot wait to meet this fucking Franck guest next week. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I don't want him to give my Aisha shit. I, I want the right people to to be found out for being lazy. I want Magda to be told she's not allowed to have a phone. I want to watch her cry and have a hissy fit. I want to see Benny cry and have a hissy fit. Yeah, yeah we want conflict. We Is want, that too much to ask? I know. We want some conflict, goddammit. Uh, that's it, my love. We're done Woohoo! Woohoo, he says. <laughs> oh, I'm cutting out that woohoo. This is supposed to be no. fun, goddammit. <laughs> I need this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for everyone for listening. Do the thing, Nathan. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at effing bravo. Engage with us in discourse over there. Yeah, tell us what you're shirty about, not just having to hear me complain about everything. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what you pissed off about the show, not about us. <laughs> oh, either way, I don't mind. You know, I don't mind. Someone, please go take photos of Teresa's discount discounted uh, workout line because you know it's going to be. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, if if boots on the ground in America can sort that out for us, go to the um the Ross Dress for Less or whatever, and yeah, snap some shots. Exactly. That's what we want to see. And yeah. even, I know you don't watch OC, but someone needs to, to give me some more info about the um, the skin, the new skincare line. It's dumbest name. Oh, one. oh my God. Called Caragalla. Oh. I know. Instead I'd rather of get her, Fresh Wolf. <laughs> instead of her name, it's called Caragalla. And apparently in some, I don't so it's Gina, right? So Gina's got a skincare line. And apparently the name means apple and orange. So New York, where she's from, and orange being OC. I mean, wouldn't you call it Gina Kirschenheiter or whatever her fucking name is? Like, your name is your currency. It's not cheap. I know that it's hitting like the $60 mark, like US. I want to know. Maybe I'll, I'll do some deep dive on it and get back to it you. It sounds like you want to. It does, doesn't it? Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm just obsessed with their products. I want to know if the housewives are actually making money on their products. This is this is oh, what I'm I here know. for. I wish shipping was better because I would kill for a Karen Huger candle. Oh, That's dude, all I think about. You know I tried to – well, not tried to because I didn't actually, but I looked it up. I wanted to get you her La Dame fragrance. So expensive. Oh, my God. Because I can only get it. I think I even put on her website, like I put 
the candles in the cart, like one for each of us. Then I saw the shipping and I said, that's not happening. No, I know. Oh, that's so sweet of you. And like, because I know that she's like Karen sells her stuff on their, what's the TV show where you TVSN? Yeah, that's it. The TVSN, not TV show, TV channel. So, yeah, but we can't buy from TVSN in Australia because they have good discounts. But, yeah, so we have to literally get it from her website. And it was like the $200. Like, I'm not kidding. It was fucked up. Sorry, Karen Hugo, I love you, but you're not getting my coins for that price. Maybe we should try the eBay. (laughs) All right, well, thank you so much for listening. Bye. All right, bye.